Thanks for tuning in for the Go Unite podcast. We are the founders of Go Unite. I'm Michael Christensen, and I've been in the nonprofit sector for about eight years now. I mainly work in the arts. I'm Ian Harris. I call myself a designer and a thinker and a maker. And I'm Corey. I'm just here. He's our friend. Hello. <laughs> Go Unite is a massive undertaking which aims to make our communities better at functioning, have more vibrant places to live, getting people involved in causes, and more engaged. We have more info on what Go Unite is on our Patreon with our white paper, but we're here doing this podcast for you to get to know us. And our main goal is to get to know other people that are like-minded, that want to better their communities and better their lives. And for us to test our ideas and defend them and, and work them out some more. And for me to argue <laughs> with these two fools. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Welcome out to this installment of the Go Unite podcast. Episode... Six. Boy, six. Is it seven? Or seven I or five? It's six. It's six. It's it feels like six. Maybe it is seven. It is, I was oh, it's six. Is it six. Well, I know that we did one before this one. That we've we've done so many, we've lost count. <laughs> we also have really spotty memory. But we we did one recently where we recorded video, and we haven't released that one yet. And we were thinking... But it's I, coming. Yeah, it is coming. But it's going to be the, the, the end of this season. 2021. Mm-hmm. Get ready. <laughs> Now that's the, the first series finale. It's mm-hmm. wrapping up all these out there discussions we've been having. And it's going to be making it more practical. Super excited mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it, Corey. I sure am. I wasn't here last time. Sorry, everybody, if you missed my voice. Well, let's see, we're going to release the, the second one. Charming. Last time was next time. So what you should say is, sorry, I can't be there next time. Oh, <laughs> well, this is weird. Anyway, all right, so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about culture and technology, and how those things work together. Now, as we've been trying to talk about Go Unite to People, one of the problems with this whole project is it's so exciting and it's so big that every time we try to talk about it, it just kind of fractals out in several different directions and all these kind of different tangents. And so we're trying to come up with as uh, as big of a high-level description as we can and so I guess kind of an introduction, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, mm-hmm. but I think that the, the most high-level description, at least for now, is that Go Unite is a tool, meaning some kind of technological platform that does a technical service and is a tool. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've and, seen them. I've okay. seen those tools. <laughs> and then it's also a culture. So it's, it's kind of a... So uh, like you, you culture in a lab? Like a lab? <laughs> Good guess, Corey. <laughs> no, kind of like a... Uh, we'll, we'll kind of explore what culture is, but kind of like... Um, like Think like a community or a, 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 a cultural behavior. Um, and like uh, in, in sociology, they use the term like norms or folkways or things that people do in kind of tight groups of people. So kind of like a culture. Okay, yeah. How I've described Go Unite to people is like it's a, a whole movement. The whole project is built out of one half just being 
a collection of tools that we build into an app, and then a, another collection of principles that go into this culture that we're talking about. So it's yeah. like a lot of, you said community is a, as a different word for it, which a lot of those tech companies try to try to build the community and try to make it all mm-hmm. about the community that's behind it. And, and most open source projects rely on their community more than you ever hear about really in the public. But yeah, we're also trying to develop that as like an equal part to the technology. Right. For reasons we're going to. <laughs> and there's one note that popped in my head that I, I would like to expand on that. Before I do, though, Corey, what... How do I explain ha- it? How, how would you explain it based on what we've just said? See, this is really hard to do because then, because like today I was like, I got to leave early. I got a podcast to film. And then like people are like, podcast, what you talking about? You in a podcast like Joe Rogan? No. <laughs> but I am. This and then they asked me like, what is your podcast about? Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, well, you know, I sit in a room with two other guys and they have this idea. And this is how I explain it. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Their idea is to create like a program that helps nonprofits work better together and to share information so that everything runs smoother. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that wasn't an elaborate as you guys, but uh, <laughs> that's how I explain it to. And, you know, and what do they say? What do they say? These they don't really say anything. They just look at me, yeah. and, huh. and nobody's ever like, "Oh, what? Where? How do I find this podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> more." <laughs> so if you're listening right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that, that's a very interesting. Uh, hopefully, we're this next season will help ramp up the relatability of what we're trying to do and the practicality of it. But I, I guess one thing that came to my mind, going specific, and I think that's a fine description. Thank by you. The way, I think it's a mm-hmm. great description. It's very basic, but but I think it leads you to the next point. If if someone was uh, generally curious and wanted to make the world better. Mm-hmm. If you're not, I don't know what to tell you. But um, so, so kind of one thing that you said, Ian, kind of popped something in my mind here, which is like a lot of these open source tech companies rely upon the culture to make these things happen, and I think that's true. And I think that some of I, I was watching this video on Wikipedia, which is kind of known to be kind of this open source, you know. I didn't database. know you could watch videos on Wikipedia. Oh. Well, I, I guess I should phrase that better. It was a, it was a, like a uh, behind I, I, the scenes. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just saying. <laughs> you gotta like, watch your semantics. You no, just opened <laughs> me up. I was like, holy cow. There's... Okay, I was I was watching a video that was uh, playing on YouTube. Oh. Okay. And it was about the platform Wikipedia. Thank you. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, no, that, that's a good that's a good qualification. And it was kind of saying that even though Wikipedia is technically open source or has that capability um, in a lot of cases it's kind of a failure for the open source concept because it's really rigid in how um, it's like there's re- really rigid hierarchy about ha- how information is uh, adopted and screened and put on the uh, platform and also hmm. there's like a handful of people who are just like Wikipedia you know, groupies, and they just were always on there adding things. And so between, like, this kind of rigid hierarchy and these handful of, you know, kind of groupies that are just always on there, that's about where the information is coming from. Mm. And so yeah, there's, like, the capability... Have have that. What's that? Yeah, you kind of have to have that. You oh, can't sure. just anybody but throwing their two cents. No, well, I, um, I, I think that's, you know, there's a point to be made there, and, and we can explore that and probably should with Go Unite. But I think what I'm getting at 
is that it, to me that sounds like it's a it's a, a company that has a really solid technological platform but a really weak culture okay um, because it's not necessarily getting a lot of people involved at different levels so you basically want to weed out those people that want to put false information you just kind of want that not to be a a thing at all you know like you don't want to encourage people to have a want to put false information you just want you just want the culture that is truthful and yeah that's yeah. a perfect way to describe yeah it. i think that's yeah. yeah as much as that would be humanly possible um i think you know that that would be the goal is to create a system where you're and that i think that that's that's a perfect point that goes to some of the points that at least i was going to try to make is mm -hmm. that if you have a strong culture, then you can create tools that are designed to operate optimally with that culture as opposed to trying to create these, you know, in-app tools that are trying to weed out stupidity or people trying to destroy things. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, that's a podcast. Gotta, there. <laughs> you got to meet both sides midway kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like it's possible because when you're driving on the roads, everybody for the most part, follows the rules. Which I can't yeah. believe. I've been That's, driving yeah. so much more lately, living further away from work and everything, and every time I get on the freeway, it's like, what makes all these thousands of people stay in the Stay spot? in the same. Like, what on earth yeah. can compel everyone to there's, a, there's a perfectly clear shoulder right here. I can... But yeah, so I think, referring to my notes here, for what they'll be <laughs> yeah. worth. Um, so. I, for the show, we were kind of talking about going through why we set it up this way and mm -hmm. why it would be a problem not to have done it this way yeah and then, and then yeah. maybe we can talk about if it's still the right thing after we go over all of those reasons okay so i think if i understand you correctly we would come up with an example of how this tool be, would be structured mm -hmm. and then why it would be like that it, well just it like be? yeah why did we structure it this way what okay. are all the benefits to it all right. All the disadvantages to not doing it. So okay. So then one example that comes to my mind, and then you guys can tear it apart. Um, so. Oh goody. <laughs> I dare you. Okay. So <laughs> wrong. <laughs> all right. So let's wrong. let's hold on. <laughs> so part of the Go Unite tool. You better not say wrong. Right. Just getting my flow, man. It's hard. It's hard to get in a flow with these kind of things. Um, so one of the things with <laughs> Corey's he's, he's psyching me out. Corey's psyching me out. So go, one of the things of GoUnite is that you, if you're a volunteer, you're going to get some kind of instruction for your job. Mm -hmm. And what you can pretty well put money on is the fact that some of these instructions are going to be poorly written. And they're going to be confusing. They're not going to be fleshed mm -hmm. out. They're going to be convoluted. So it's like when you buy furniture from Ikea. Right. That's going to happen. And it might even happen more often than not to start out with. So... That would be just kind of a reality of the tool. And so if you wanted to try to, to mitigate some of the, the, the pain points of that, you might have something like a call for help button. So like you read the instructions and I don't understand, so I call for help and then you call the person who should know more than you, mm -hmm. right? So that would be a design feature that's planning around people being confused. So if and, we, a, and a shortcoming in the tool. Yeah, and a yeah. shortcoming in the tool because it would be like an extra feature or an extra step that you'd have to code and you would have to have make sure that someone was there to... Have, to have a call center. Right, and so, so that said though, so what we're thinking of is rather than that, we could try to encourage a culture where if there is ambiguity in a text or an instruction, then it is up to the volunteer to exercise their creative 
intelligence and try to figure out what they think it is and do it to the best of their capability mm -hmm. and then have just the system accept that if what they did was incorrect then you know they the, the volunteer did their best and the person giving the instruction should maybe try a little harder and if there's any feedback to improve then they do that for next time but at that specific moment where the volunteer gets that convoluted instruction it's up to them because of the culture to try to innovate mm -hmm. and so in that scenario you would have an app that didn't have the call for help button because it would be assumed by the culture that the, someone is going to innovate or something. Okay. And so that would affect the design of the tool. So is there like AI built in that can recognize when things have failed and the volunteer has done a poor job? I, I so think, it can kick out that, in, that... Yeah, I think there needs to be some kind of way, some kind of fail-safe to track what's going on and when to make sure that... You know, if the guy that was supposed to do all of the flower arrangements on the stage showed up and and he thought it was the other kind of flower or something, mm -hmm. that there's something to yeah, be like, actual oh. flower. <laughs> and he's just spraying it all okay. over the stage. <laughs> I thought this was weird, but, you know, I didn't think about it too much. But see, I think that would be like an example, that specific example would be hilarious it's funny right, that, it's almost it, like that game where you like whisper something yeah something it's kind of at the end of the thing it's completely nonsense. which yeah it, which inherent with letting people make their own events and make their own instructions and then try to use some of the tools that are built into the app however they feel they need to use them just yeah with having it that open to everyone mm-hmm there's going to be something that was awry or not up to the standards of someone else who's also using it. Yeah, and I guess this kind of comes to another point, um, and that is that I think that there will be inevitably different cultures and different tools in the Go Unite fashion that are designed to meet those cultures. Like, for example, yeah. if there was a culture of you know people who were working in the community and they said, we think that miscommunications within reason are hilarious and we want to have them and if we say we want a bouquet of flowers and someone legitimately brings in like a bag of flour then they're like okay that's cool mm -hmm. and then but I, I think that would be like a culture and kind of like you could design tools for that specific culture but then there would also be a culture that'd be like no it has to be exactly this mm -hmm. exactly that mm -hmm. and we're going to be really stringent on the type of people who are uh, that we're giving instructions out to and it would just be like kind of like a just like a different environment wherever you went and if you were going into it you would get some kind of like hint like well this is going to be more lax and it's more lax in this way mm -hmm. do the best you can but we're cool yeah. here <laughs> this basically the, yeah. some kind of faction within the go unite culture yeah they're like different factions or yeah there will definitely be that with all the different types of people and yeah. different environments that they need yeah and I guess the reason why I would make that point, because I know that talking about it in that way makes the idea of like fractal out like even yeah, further. Uh -huh. But I think the point, though, is that at least one of the, the things that's kind of given me anxiety about this whole project is, and, and what I hear some people say who I haven't maybe described it to, is like, you mean if you want a rule for everything, you know, aren't you just creating like a giant computer where humans and, you know, aren't, worth participating you know mm. and it's like you know are you just like 
basically trying to design a situation where you don't have to deal with humans. And and that's like in my mind that's not the point at all. It's 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 more just like trying to create a storehouse of information and then divvying it out in different ways that are more efficient but also allow for more humanity. Mm-hmm. And and so my saying that there might be different cultures would mean like there's not going to be just one tool that is the end-all be-all tool. Right. It's going to be a general concept that works kind of in this way and can it's be applied in these ways. It's not one set of rules. It's a, it's a set of rules with a bunch of little nuances that can be yeah. added. It kind of reminds me of the Rainbow Gathering with all the different camps. <laughs> yeah. The kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, should I explain that? or should Yeah, please. The Rainbow yeah. Gathering. This, this is a very interesting analogy. Me, Michael, and Omar all went to the Rainbow Gathering when it came here to Utah. Omar will be on the next uh, podcast, by mm-hmm. the way, so we'll get to meet Omar. And so, basically, what they have, I mean, you have a bunch of hippies? What do we yeah, call them hippies? They're not like... That's a dip- pejorative term. <laughs> that's and my, they're also not That's why I looked at you two to wonder <laughs> if I'm okay by saying that. <laughs> they're hippies in training. <laughs> <laughs> but you go to this place, there's thousands of these individuals... That have a beautiful mind and then everybody has to eat and so they have different kitchens is what they call them and they all have goofy names like love and oven and I can't remember any other ones because love and oven was the most memorable but so we wandered around this this wooded area this this meadow type place just going from kitchen to kitchen to kitchen they all had food but they were all completely different cultures so yeah. we wandered into yeah. one and everybody was just like sleeping they were probably all <laughs> on something but yeah like, okay this is weird yeah. wandered to another one and there was nude fire dancers and we were, that know, was an interesting one this was yeah it was kind of weird of me and michael was watching <laughs> nude fire dancers not wondering okay anyways <laughs> if you're supposed to get naked too you don't grow up in that oh that's, that's a, true yeah that's a funny thing is a woman said the third rainbow child has been born or something. I was like, there's babies being born here? That's no. right. This is crazy. Yeah. Anyways, back to the kitchen. We walked by one that was just barely a kitchen, had nobody there, and we decided to eat there for some reason. It's like when you drive up to a restaurant and it's like barely closed, and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's try this mm-hmm. food. But I didn't get sick, so I'm okay. There you go. <laughs> we I got to, sick. Mike got sick. Went to Love and Oven, which was the place. It was like a big party. It was just is that like, the pizza place? Yeah, where okay, people yeah. were just gathered around big bonfires and playing music, and everybody was cheerful. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, you have all these different cultures that all have... But they're all at the same gathering. Yeah, yeah. they're right. all at the same space, doing the same thing, but different... L- generally the same thing. Right, generally, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're trying to work together, and they have their own unique way of doing that. Yeah, and so yeah, that's I, a good I think, analogy. And I, I think, and I, I, the reason why I especially like that analogy, and but it's also problematic, but it's because it was just it, it felt like a very human experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 didn't feel uh, oppressive. It felt just kind of like an experience. Like you could go from one place, you could immerse yourself in that, and then go to another. Mm-hmm. You could. Um, you know, check in, check out. And I think that's, so I, I like it for that example. Because it, it was just a very, it, again, it just felt like kind of a, a dreamlike human experience. Mm-hmm. And I think where, you know, where there's certainly room for improvement <laughs> is how, um, 
you don't, know don't offend anybody now <laughs> well just when you're when you're organizing at the level of society then you have to um, I guess level up the the level of organization that your tool or organizational structure can facilitate so I mean that's true because all of Utah was like freaking out that all these people are coming instead of yeah. like immersing themselves into this event yeah they tried to get it shut down and hmm. stopped and yeah all yeah. this this scary news was spreading about people getting stabbed yeah, and this hmm. place is known for like just leaving garbage wherever they go yeah. and just ruining things and so it's kind of definitely it's, not hippies yeah <laughs> well it's not true yeah. they had people stay days after cleaning up oh did so, they yeah, okay. oh yeah Maybe that was just kind of one of the, the boogeyman that, that was, stories. Yeah, that was one of the boogeyman that yeah. all these people were going to come trash, yeah, trash yeah. shit and take yeah. off, but that wasn't the case. So, hmm. I mean, I think another example, my, I've never been to Burning Man, and I, I, so I, I probably shouldn't say much about it, but it's the idea of because for whatever reason, people are coming together and they're willing to cooperate so long as they are together, um, that kind of within that cooperation, you can add different levels of structure that are continually more effective and, and different. Maybe maybe I, I probably should ponder on that before I say that. But but yeah, yeah just we'll take a five minute break. <laughs> <laughs> well, another another way that we've organized this whole idea and like this with with our meeting structures and mm-hmm. having so we like want to develop an understanding of the humanity of technology use and everything yeah but then just like we talked about in the uh tech for people who hate tech episode we're trying to make uh, <laughs> How's it going? uh um yeah making a whole a culture where mm-hmm. it's not just about the tool that the tool is there to augment how you are doing things but that we also focus on making meetings fun and useful yeah. Even if the whole meeting is just about making something in in the tool, making an event template or whatever it is, that there's still humanity at the focus. Exactly. Yeah. And there's there's another concept that I think we we've used this concept a couple of times, but it's I think you're the one that brought it up, Ian. But it's the race to the bottom of the brainstem. Mm-hmm. And basically, what that's referring to is these tech companies. Um, and I, I guess I say that so generally, but mm-hmm. what it seems like is you have these, you know, organizations who create technology that are trying to determine what their user wants um, in as surreptitious way as possible. So they're like watching their users' behavior patterns and creating tools that design around how their users work and, and the corporations are like tracking people's buying habits and creating ads and trying basically to anticipate what the user wants before the user can even think about what they want. want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's called a horrible. In- intent. They're, and it's crazy how easily you can get information on like how yeah. to hack into people's brains like that yeah like it's just google uh publishes blogs about tricks on <laughs> here's it. here's what we do so, yeah go use this yeah. on your neighbor <laughs> but they, they have a whole within their advertising platform and everything mm-hmm. they have uh intent you can yeah you can select a 
audience segment and start looking into intent. What is the journey that they take? People who search these things in this order mm -hmm. are going to do these things right after. Yeah, so it is scary. So if, wrong. if you're tracking cookies, like every I feel like at, yeah. that kind of at a yeah. certain time, you're almost able to control a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think that there are, I'm sure that's happened, where someone has just been controlled without them realizing it. Mm -hmm. and, and probably in one of our discussions about how we actually post this podcast, I'm sure we've talked about how we can use these types of analytics to our benefit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's so commonplace that even, you know, well, I was going to say that even well-meaning people, that seemed a little self-serving, but like that we all would just think in terms right. of how do we manipulate people to well, get them to do what we want them to do. Well, yeah, exactly. We're everybody all thinks they're, <laughs> Everybody thinks they're well-meaning, right? So exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so, and so I, I think that that would be a situation in which you would then have to say, what is the culture? Mm -hmm. And you should be designing tools for a culture and not designing tools to get people to behave mm -hmm. in a certain weird corporate, you know, throwing out money culture. Like, like for example, as the, one idea would be, what if you created a computer that you could not access unless you were jogging? And so for the duration of your jogging, you can access it. That's horrible. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but what I'm getting at... I know, I get what you're getting at. I'm just trying to put that in my mind and be running down the street with this computer, like bouncing you, you up You could and be down. like on a treadmill or something. <laughs> trying to type on it. <laughs> you could be like on a treadmill or something. But I, I think just like adding barriers to the, the human consciousness and the enormous effectiveness of the internet. So mm -hmm. like making it so... You're having again to like add on extra things so that you're not, it's not just you, you know, in your house sitting down, you know, eating food, just looking at everything there is to see, but trying to put some distance between you and so everything. It's, it's almost like if you have a problem with uh, Instagram and Facebook, you put it, I mean, all our phones have like other pages, right? Mm -hmm. So you put that on like instead of your home screen. Yeah. Put that on your last screen. That way yeah. you have to take a couple there's, more steps. There's like a that. really cool company yeah. out there. I cannot remember the name of it. Well, then why they, didn't bring them I, in? I don't know. Go we're going to, the final version of this is just going to go silent for a second and I'll, I'll put it in. But oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the awkward silence. Yeah, with bad audio. <laughs> but this company, it's a bunch of guys that have developed algorithms and stuff to mm -hmm. study intent for tech companies that are a free thing. I think one of them was like an early developer for Instagram or something. Ooh. One of those. And, I don't uh, know about Instagram. And then he, yeah. <laughs> and then he started this company that they have like two apps right now and they're all about trying to get people off their phones. Mm, and so great. Yeah. one of them kind of weird. Is it right? <laughs> one of them is just an app that I think it like dulls all of the colors mm. on certain yeah. apps or most of your phone it just like makes it black and white <laughs> yeah and then it shuffles all of your icons on your home screen every time you Ooh. log in so that's perfect you can't just flip to your you know your go-to yeah, app it's yeah. almost muscle memory it, yeah really, my phone died today, and I checked it five times while waiting for the bed. I, I don't yeah. know. It was and so that, frustrating. That is wasted brain power. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. So I, I love that kind of thing. And I, yeah. I think that that's, that's a wonderful start. And I think that the addition I, that, I, that Go Unite, I think, would want to add to something like that is how 
big that type of solution needs to be. And it's, you know, maybe needs to be more than just a widget in your phone. Maybe it's not, you know, just a thing that you add on to the technology. Maybe it's something that exists apart from technology. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, maybe the idea of... Um, Come on. Don't do a jogging computer thing. <laughs> I was going to use that, but I, I don't want to. But maybe, like, maybe the idea of keeping some distance between... What? How about uh, you have to come home, run on the treadmill, so you can make power to get on your computer? Okay, something yeah, like that. that. So, so maybe, maybe so. Let's let's take that as an example. Maybe doing that would prove to be something that's not just good for how you know your brain and technology equilibrium. Maybe jogging is just generally good for your physiology, and you should be doing it anyway. And so by having something that exists outside of the technology ecosystem, but is just healthy to do, you're fostering kind of a more healthy, sustainable, long-term experience, regardless of technology. I just want you to know that 8.7% uh, of Americans don't have legs or use of their legs. So you kind <laughs> well, of... Is it 8.7? I, I think you just pulled that number out of the sky. I did, but you okay, know... But you, you're making a point who's gonna, addressing... I'm gonna who's going to fact check me? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we have Google right here, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we have a podcast to record, so We're, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. Um, I mean, that, that, I think is another thing. It's important to say that that was just an example. Mm. <laughs> and that if we had sufficient data or time... We could uh, come up with probably countless examples mm -hmm. of that sort of thing. Well, it's like what if it was it, blinking instead of because all it is is updating the <laughs> ritual, like right. the whole thing of muscle memory, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is another app that that company's making. Actually, is on all of your social media apps. When you go to open it, it blanks out your screen for five seconds mm -hmm. and does one of those like pulsating things to remind you to breathe so it just okay. makes you before you open any of those apps it makes you take a pause and take a breath and everything. what if you're only allowed to open the app every let's say two hours right mm -hmm. all right and if you open it it posts some goofy posts like that i need to great. poop <laughs> some like blackmail worthy yeah posts. some really horrible it. stuff i love it that'd be hilarious that's a great idea so then, so then, yeah because that's that is thinking beyond and going back to the point that I, I was I'm going to copyright that idea right now. Nobody's you mean still we're going to copyright copy Sure, sure. <laughs> Hold on, I got Reputation ruining. But that's Maybe really, like access to like your LinkedIn. How do you find an attorney? <laughs> <laughs> that's really like pushing it both ways for uh, being human-centered and still technology because it's yeah. not completely locking you out right it's not some cold <laughs> hard code right. which is the right thing for some things it's yeah. like you can do it <laughs> but you, you shouldn't <laughs> oh man i really want to stalk my ex-girlfriend but you know i don't want everybody to know i gotta poop i, I, I don't know what to do that'd be another good one you could, that is great you could you could put something on your Facebook page so that if anyone is stalking you, then it posts, they post on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You have really pretty eyes. Ah, you were stalking me. <laughs> oh, man. So what would we call this wonderful creature? Um, um, doodle. Do there's already a doodle. <laughs> 
Maple Call of Doodle too. Well, you, you, you can't you can't get mad at me for you just, I just barely brought that out. You gave yeah, me one idea, and I'm mad at you for it. <laughs> so let's see. So, so where are we my, at? Here? Yeah. <laughs> my two points for talking about why we did this is because human-centered design is important. Mm-hmm. It's the I don't know if I read it or have just read things like it enough to think I read this that human-centered design is the intersection between empathy and creativity. It's making a good idea that actually works with people's feelings instead of just data that Mm -hmm. says like this is a good idea. Yeah. It's also bringing in this is a good idea but here's all the reasons that when you uh when you set it out in the world and into the wild and let people work with it, mm-hmm. it won't work for all of these reasons. It's basically yeah. the opposite of how corporations mm-hmm. started. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, because yeah. what people think and feel about your thing, like that's important, mm. and and it's important to keep that in mind, lest you run off on some innovation for innovation's sake and mm-hmm. produce a. Microsoft phone or something or like a, I came up with a whole list of things that companies have made like Apple tried to make web TV back in the 90s and that didn't work out because yeah. nobody wants to watch TV on their crappy dial up and, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> there have been like three game streaming services before Stadia that just came out and everything and Microsoft came out with a a smartwatch in like the early 90s hmm. that was basically like a it was like pre palm pilot quality I was gonna say, remember those? yeah <laughs> it was like Gigapet? that but on a watch <laughs> like as big as your hand and, <laughs> and that didn't work yeah. uh yeah i, I had no idea <laughs> all right what well, I, I feel like somebody is gonna start listening to this podcast just to make just money. to get your ideas <laughs> Remember gigapets, right? Oh, yeah. What if your gigapet shocked you? Mm. Like you wore it on your thing, and then it it also worked with your Facebook. So like if you if you logged on, your gigapet would send you a jolt into your hand because it knows that mm. it's like a little buddy. So like like that's the gigapet trying to train you. Like you're your gigapet's gigapet. Yeah. And every time you're not like feeding mm. yourself, he like shocks right. you. Right. So you become the gigapet. <laughs> That's good. Uh, that's, that's that's feasible. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Just give me ten. That actually, that one could work. Mm-hmm. That one Your last one could work too. I think we should. I think one point that would be worth making that I think one of the reasons why something like Go Unite would be a good platform slash organization to be particularly innovative with the development of the culture is because it is uh, kind of like it. it is growing out of the nonprofit sector. Like it's not creating tools for um, like kind of in a silo. It's creating these kind of like, uh, you know, civic tools that are designed to augment civic engagement and civic engagement is kind of where humans kind of come together and work together for the Mm -hmm. principle of working together. So whereas a corporation is, you know, profit first and, you know, innovation second or, you know, whatever second, but profit definitely first. Mm-hmm. So, and and so there's a reason for that. 
Oh, yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just don't think it should be the only game in town. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there are some things that you can do when you're siloing your resources and optimizing towards profit that you can't do if you just are trying to help at the community level. You right. know, I, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's, we're not, the point in my mind isn't to destroy it or to, I mean, even if we wanted to, we can destroy the free market, but it, <laughs> it wouldn't be to end the free market. It would just be, you know, to give it a more of an, a real anchor right. so that when it goes out on its tangents, it's not, you know, destroying humankind when it does. Right. It's kind of the the debate between specialization and generalization yeah. of do you make everyone have the one job that they're better at than anyone else, or do you have everyone mm -hmm. giving input on all these different jobs and yeah. and getting different perspectives on things? Yeah, yeah, that, I think it's exactly right. Yeah, and if you don't check that specialization, if you don't check where people are, how far people are taking their expertise then that gets into those things like corporations of so we're just trying after to... money that nobody wanted them to make or anything you know? yeah yeah are we trying to turn the world into a giant think tank um yes no that sounds good to me <laughs> yeah i like this idea um yeah with i mean with like varying levels of communication between groups i mean among the community there should be high levels of communication with for-profit organizations, I think it's okay if they're a little bit secretive, you know, as long as they're doing something that's generally good for humankind. I think something in this same vein that I thought of as a reason for why this is important and everything is um, making a culture of, uh, of servant leaders. Where we kind of talked about the open source thing and it, people learning from each other and getting new perspectives and everything. But servant leadership is a big deal within some circles because you're learning by leading and leading by learning. Mm -hmm. and, and you don't get into people just being like, no, this is more important than anything that you guys who actually know what you're doing could ever think of. It's right, yeah. Less focused on how do we get as high as we can get on here. It's more like what can we all learn from each other while we get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess I, I had one more point to throw in there, but Corey, when you say, are we trying to make a world like a giant think tank, did you have any more thoughts with that? Like when you when you say that, what are you perceiving that would make you say that? I'm perceiving you have a lot of people, in uh, you know they're just you know they're. Uh, how do I say this? So you have a lot of people with a lot of great ideas, but they're not able to share those ideas or expand on what they truly want because of their situation of their lifestyle. You know maybe they made some bad choices early on and now they're stuck working a nine to five and then they get off and then they have to go work another job and it's just so that they can pay their their rent or whatever so they're not able to expand creativity or creatively mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. hey everybody i can speak english <laughs> but it's one of a thousand languages so with your program i feel like even those people that are basically those geniuses 
that are hidden, you know, away mm-hmm. because they're they don't have the opportunity that other people have. You are able to give them a voice somehow with turning the world into a giant think tank. Everybody mm-hmm. can expand and give input on yeah on anything really. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was my thought. It, okay. Which is a good thought. Yeah. Because again, it's the servant leadership and. Um, and keeping the focus on like getting new perspectives, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I would add to that um, is that I imagine that there would be like kind of like two lanes, like a slow lane and a fast lane, in terms of like innovation and human participation. The slow lane would be something that more or less everybody can participate in because it's just like going and volunteering. It's like you know, downloading your instructions on, you know, the app and going out and doing something or participating more in depth, you know, at an organization and everyone's kind of sharing this information and it's it's more collaborative. There would still be like a competition of ideas and performance, but it would be generally more collaborative. And then the fast lane, I think, where would be where people would kind of like pair up because they have similar interests, mm-hmm. similar goals, similar ideas. And they would kind of, again, I keep using the word silo, but they would just kind of pair up and kind of go off and innovate with their group. Mm-hmm. And and the slow lane would be kind of like the community level where the where Go Unite is really trying to define. And the free market would be more like the fast lane, you know, where people are getting together and just like, you know, trying to find the, the best ideas that they can find and uh, gathering as much resources as they can reasonably find and trying to create the best whatever in the world so so is this if like say you had a team of people and they were working on a project and um one of the team members was kind of delinquent or didn't show up you know for whatever reason or underperformed or something the traditional mindset is to give that person who was a delinquent you know like a minus point or a failure or something like Mm -hmm. to chastise that same person Mm -hmm. but maybe there could be a situation where the individuals who are delinquent don't get punished it's kind of like the group equity that gets punished or something and so like you could you can let down a group and you won't be punished but that'll take like the group's money down and so rather than you being punished you just have to live with the fact that because you didn't do what you said you were going to do the group itself is now weaker, mm-hmm. less successful. Yeah, so that, that, like that brings that. to my mind of that thing that got shared. I don't know if it's true, but like how some um, tribe in Africa, whenever somebody does wrong, they gather around and like mm-hmm. give him positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, tell him everything. I, I read some yeah. about that that said that that was total BS. But see, that's why I say like, but when it's shared in that sense, you never know if yeah. it's true or not. It's a great idea. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it would work. I don't know that it wouldn't work, but when I saw that too, to your point, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And yeah, thinking on both of those, there are all kinds of different dynamics that that, that would actually help. Something like that would help mm-hmm. in some situation and then in others, you have the people who just want a free ride and yeah. so they would just always yeah. be like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to tell me I'm doing good anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> they'll get yeah. done yeah i mean because yeah. as the group then you kind of start hating the person that's bringing you down so i wonder you got to have some kind of way to like 
bring the group back up. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's the way that they can bring their point system back up is by encouraging that person to do mm. better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you almost kind of punish the person because now everybody's telling them how great of a job they're doing because, you know, when you're doing bad, you don't want everybody to point it out, basically. Yeah. But in a nice way, and then also the group doesn't fail because of one individual. Yeah. They're able to revise their their points, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there are a lot of... Random thought. No, that's a good random thought. Because, yeah. I mean, that would be... Kind of being going back to the theme, I think, you know, however that was configured, whether the team loses because of one person or whether one person loses because they failed the team... Those are kind of like cultural mm-hmm. kind of concerns. Like yeah. it kind of goes to the heart of how should we view human interaction mm-hmm. and technology. I think the tool should just come in and try to make those arrangements more efficient, but not set the tone for those arrangements. Well, and I wonder, like, if somebody is constantly late, maybe you can get all those people together. That's their own culture. That's <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It's like a culture of late people, yeah. and they all just starve to death. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> it's that a great way to weed them out. <laughs> like a job for some kind of AI or something. Yeah. Figure that out. You've been matched with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Finally, my people. <laughs> Wait, these guys suck. <laughs> That, that's that's a very I mean, interesting thing. That, no, that would yeah. kind of show them why you shouldn't be like that. Because think, once yeah. you put people with those other people, or you don't have anybody to like help, like carry your load, yeah, yeah. you realize why you need to carry your own load. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? That, so that's, that's I so think we just wrote a Twilight Zone episode. That yeah. Was a, that was a good one. That's a great one. Because yeah, it's like. Another free idea to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you listen to the show for nothing else, listen to it for the ideas we're just handing you. This is candy, guys. I don't want <laughs> people making profit off of us. <laughs> as long as here's the thing: if they made the thing and then they gave us a percentage, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. because most of the ideas have been yours. <laughs> <laughs> just mentioned it. Just mentioned us. Yeah. Like, through a somehow. <laughs> Yeah, so Remember when, like, with five seconds ago I was talking about carrying your own load? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. And then, uh, like, giving back to the community, yeah, that was good. All right. So, <laughs> what, I don't know if we've already covered this, but what, are there any ways that you guys think this is a bad idea to do it this way? The podcast or going <laughs> Both splitting it this um, way. That's a great question. Well, how would it be a bad thing to integrate culture with technology? Um, I mean, we should probably have a show all about that because I think it, if if it were not checked and balanced, I think it could be um, all kinds of scary things. So the only thing mm-hmm. I can think of is, is like at your house when the power goes out. Mm-hmm. So what if your technology somehow fails mm-hmm. and and that's that's the perfect example of why I, I think we've decided on this being important is from some of the reasons we talked about in the in episode three about tech for people who hate tech there are people who just will never want a mm-hmm. smartphone that can run this app mm-hmm. or 
or yeah. like the I say this app, but the full version of the app. Mm-hmm. But as we're developing it with these two sides to it, these two halves, the development I think will always include exceptions and um, accommodations for the power going out or there not being Wi-Fi in an area or mm-hmm. half the people don't own a phone or didn't charge their phone. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and and then like uh yeah, just having like the understanding that there is a need for non tech in some situations and mm-hmm. that it isn't yeah. the answer to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um and then one one thing that I would add in there a uh, possible excuse me, would uh possible <laughs> Hey, we're all just human. We all have gas coming <laughs> so I can go belt. <laughs> um, like, like, okay. So, what if, say, for example, a culture of people came together that were um, either amoral or immoral, but they also had enough of a following where they could get coders to help, I guess, customize their Go Unite tool. And they somehow came up with some kind of configuration of culture and tool that was hyper-effective, but hyper-destructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a problem. <laughs> I, I don't know if if I'll keep this in the final version of the podcast, but I did think about this the other day uh-huh. and how great it would be for us to have like one of the only things we've written, like hard-coded into the app is that there will be like a counter version of the whole thing mm. so that it can still be part of Go Unite, but that like someday someone, yeah. the chosen one, will yeah. stumble across the idea of making this pure evil. A little yeah. Easter egg. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And have um. there be like a dark version of the whole thing that's still in it, but they like unlock it. Okay. Two years from now. Why, their, did they, why did yeah. they write this into it? <laughs> like through their own evil, they unlock this Easter egg. Oh man, that's awesome. This, Cause, what, cause, what can we call this? Because we could, then we the could Willy Wonka keep it in. We could <laughs> keep it. Yeah, he, he was a good like guy. That, we could keep it still in the umbrella of Go Unite. And so we like design it better mm-hmm. than they could. Mm-hmm. Can we can we call it sn- Snozberry? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a u- euphemism for a male body part? Is it? Yes, Isn't it is. Isn't that in Willy Wonka? These days. Does <laughs> snozberries taste like snozberries or am I completely off? No, that yeah, you're you you're both you're right on both Ur- accounts. Urban dictionary though. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> No, this is good, Ian. We, yeah, the, the... This is good. You know, like this evil scheme you got well, right? playing We in have it. to think about it. We have to preempt it. Cause right? Exactly. I'm going to go on record saying maybe, this is a Maybe idea. this is where virtual reality comes in. And then, like, the second that you kick it into that mode, it just puts you to the virtual reality world where you can destroy everything and so have no you, consequences. Okay. You have no idea that you're here's, there? Right. Well, you if you want to destroy well, the population, what well, do we care for? Here's an brain idea. Dead. Here's an idea. We, we make them able to unlock it, but the first step after they've unlocked it is to put on some VR headset. And then a few steps after they put on the VR headset, we 
make it look like they took it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they basically just self-selected themselves into the Matrix. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Who can argue with that? Yeah. Who's going to argue with that? I am. What if millions of people do this? You just have millions of people just brain dead it's sitting in their chairs. Just destroying, destroying, the, destroying world. the world. Well, mm-hmm. Virtually. Don't destroy the world. Yeah. Virtually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like they would be destroying the world. They'd be destroying right. like, the backup right. version of the but world. They're destroying the real world because now we have millions of people that need to be out doing their job now sitting at home with their But VR then you have, like, you have like the good but... doers who are just like walking around mowing their lawns and then like they can see through the window of their neighbors like they're like their neighbors just going slowly oh, dying and their eyes closed and this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow, you <laughs> guys have dark minds. Another Twilight well, Zone right there. <laughs> that could be like the premise of like five Twilight Zones. We like it's a whole series. Black thing. Mirror, guys. What gonna, are you doing? I'm Come just going to go on record and say my ideas don't cost lives. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because you're not as sinister as, as mm. you and I. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't go world. there, Corey, who, then the bad guys will. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> it's a fine line you're drawing there. <laughs> You know, if you don't commit a murder, somebody else will. Well, so, I, we didn't you know, say... We had some... If I don't I kill you, somebody maybe, else is going to kill you. Maybe there's a better approach I'm to sorry. this question. Here's a question. Would you rather your loved one kill you or a total stranger? Total stranger. I want my really? loved one to live with that. <laughs> what if they did it deliberately? <laughs> I mean, I think there's like a high percentage of murders that happen from somebody who's close to you. That's, that's true. That's I've heard it's like most of them. Yeah. Oh shit, why not? Yeah. And we all went quiet thinking of who <laughs> is going to murder us? <laughs> me. Who in my I family will. wants me dead? <laughs> Back with that. <laughs> maybe, maybe a different approach to that. But so, ways this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, how would it go evil? Like, how would, how would that person use Go9 mm-hmm. to do evil? Mm-hmm. Because it's such an open source. Once somebody realizes that this is harmful, you can just, just change, change it. The code. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. We're thinking right now. If you at home want to think too, please take this moment. <laughs> you can please play pause at home. the tape. But think. <laughs> Join in and see if we were on your same wavelength. <laughs> um, let's see. I think. I think for it to actually become bad, really bad, then there would have to be some kind of break away from the, the, the social norm and the competition of ideas. So like, because if you're like competing to make the most efficient culture or to make the best technology, then you're going to have to be aware of those around you. But if you kind of break away in your own little sect, but you still retain the power of the technology. I think that's kind of where you get to the, like the dangerous place. But I think as long as you're within the the scrutinizing eye of popular culture, I think it should be safe. Mm-hmm. I, and I <laughs> I agree with that. How's that for some assurance? <laughs> I'm pretty but sure this is gonna be okay. I think that's the all of the reassurance there is on open source projects. That's true. It, it just, would just be the same criticism you could levy for any open yeah, source project. Yeah, we are allowing anyone to use this for anything that they want to do with it mm-hmm. and that's like the premise of open source yeah. and so yeah with that it's all just like so we're we're also putting it to 
everyone to keep an eye on what mm -hmm. everyone is doing with this thing and to not support it if you don't believe in it. Let's yeah. just hope everyone doesn't want to kill everyone. <laughs> and that nobody clones completely Go Unite, like a live version of Go Unite with all the mm -hmm. projects in it and just like goes you know in order to tempt the trash out template. cut your hand off <laughs> template for template i think Every that would be that would be where i think that the the quote-unquote evil would come in it would be like um some self-harm exactly like self-harm it's my body i can do whatever i want to because i think the general mm -hmm. trend in society is turning towards you know you don't have the right to tell other people what to do with themselves in their life and we're going to be pretty you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna come on down with you with a vengeance if you cause harm to other people or if you're ruining people's lives. But as far as your own life, you know, if you want to like take all the drugs and then like put them in every orifice at once, you <laughs> go for it, dude. I think yeah. I think that would be a, a the Adderall in my ear is really kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the candidate for you know something to consider, especially. Um, so what would we do? Would we allow someone to, to have a template where people can opt in and then the people opting in can like go and beat the crap out of the person that made the template because they're like a sadomasochist mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're like, you know, they set up this template where you can go and find this guy in the street and mm -hmm. call him a jerk okay. and then beat the crap that out of him. That brought a really dark thought to my head and it's something that happened is where a guy mm -hmm. wanted to be eaten and he found oh, a guy yeah. that wanted to eat somebody, yeah, and they got true. together, right. and they did it. Yeah, that's was it like true. so? That's see that again. That's like a challenge. That's a that's a general challenge apart from billionaire mm -hmm. that we would have to figure out anyway. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm. You know, this sounded like a good question to bring up in this episode, but now it's just sounding like a really dark episode <laughs> of its own. And we just already like had one all like the horrible things. That <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. This is why we need institutions where people are getting together that believe in the in making the world better, like at the community and nonprofit level, because this is where people who love the world, you know, flock to, mm -hmm. to be kind of like some of the arbiters for some of these technologies. So mm -hmm. there are some fail-safes between just the raw human sick imagination and the power of these tools. Notice me, senpai, notice me. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking that maybe all of, this, all of the dark sides of this idea and <clears throat> everything are just pointing at the a few things that we can make the core of this culture which are knowing what to look for when you're knowing how to identify like red flags on people mm -hmm. like how to pick up on that when people have bad intentions and then how to address those how to talk to the person to change their mind how to I don't know. There are a bunch of things that are, that we could make as part of our culture of mm -hmm. of trying to prevent more of like a uh, a broader mental health problem right. outside of Go Unite. Yeah. Of just trying to help everyone, you know, mm -hmm. follow this culture that we're trying to claim. Or if not, you know, then you don't wield the power of this tool. Because I, you know, I think that one point worth making is that sometimes when you try to prevent evil, 
that's when you create the system where the most evil can thrive. Right. And so figuring out how to 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 do that without doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun problem. Cool. I have a weird thought. Mm -hmm. I don't want to offend anybody. The Catholic Church, do you think they would use this for good? Do you think this would this mm. would be good for religion? Or do you think this would make them able to do more you not saying the Catholic Church does evil, but do you think you'd well, you kind of are. do more <laughs> evil? Making yeah. it the epitome of evil. Right um, I only say Catholic because they're like the largest, and well, they've done some pretty shady stuff. Uh, true, as, as any the, major institution has, but the, uh, point taken. Mm -hmm. um, I would think that... Because that I can see religion being the thing that takes us to the evil aspect the evil mm. Mm. see it mm -hmm. Ooh, for the next we're, podcast again we're <laughs> thinking if you'd uh -huh. like to take this time because well, I, yeah, I was kind of thinking along the lines of <clears throat> direct actions being the problem someone gets the idea of uh, we're going to make this template where people are shown instructions on how to make um Oh, uh, what are they called? The like the barricade things where it's PVC pipe and you can hold hands in it, and then mm -hmm. it's harder to break people up, and they can form a human chain, mm -hmm. a stronger human chain. Yeah. And then they go and shut down a whole bank and everything, and it's like mm -hmm. this. This kind of tool is made exactly for people organizing direct actions like that. Yeah, it is. So then the next yeah. step is someone replaces those instructions on the barricade cuffs or whatever and it shows people how to make a bomb and then they go mm -hmm. and blow up a pipeline or something like that yeah and so those are certainly possibilities yeah. with different levels of uh challenges but i think between culture where you know people are kind of initiated into the into the tool and where people who are using the tool you know that information is being recorded and put out there like if there's like video communication happening um, you know, those things are going out there. Um, and also maybe there's the usage of AI that is looking mm -hmm. for keywords, that's mm -hmm. looking for, you know, uh, trends of behavior that's, you know, allowing people to be notified. Um, again, I think that's it's why it's so important that this type of technology isn't made by a siloed corporate entity. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's... It's, it would be coming from that, like, like for example, Facebook and Twitter. I mean, now they're getting all kinds of backlash, like, well, why didn't you think about privacy right. as an issue? It's like, well, because we thought it was a cool idea. We mm -hmm. just, you know, edited mm -hmm. our... And we didn't think people would actually right. give us every single detail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if it's like, you know, we're building this tool to, you know, to, to augment the actions of community organizations, then it's like you're having to... To use the tool for that type of evil, you know, you're having to work with the culture of community action that's primarily positive. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, you know, if there are some trends of, you know, people using the tool for, you know, evil and outside of the, you know, what the community is said is safe, then we can, you know, eliminate function without you know, eliminating the, the success of the tool by having it be just a little tighter, you know, with the community organizations and a little bit more regulation. I mean, 
I think that's it's, I think it, it, at least in my mind has always kind of been baby step towards you know having it release its full impact until you know we kind of know what the playing field is like but mm -hmm. until then having it be you know working with nonprofit organizations and working with local government and sort of you know don't eliminate the institutions existing but just slowly augment them until it's clear how to improve them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh, somebody out there who's listening is gonna have to fact check this because you know this is just rumbling around in my head um, here in America mm -hmm. people who hear voices hear really horrible things right mm -hmm. like the voices are telling them to do really horrible things mm -hmm. yeah people awesome. say in I don't want to say a country because I'm not sure what country it is, but I'm going to say India. Their voices aren't as evil here. They're more just like conversations. That sounds like a fascinating and study. And it's, it's, it's yeah. like a different percentage of each country. And mm -hmm. it's because of the culture in America mm -hmm. that makes those voices evil, basically. Mm. And in other cultures, their voices aren't evil because of the culture. So I've, I've, I figure... Mm -hmm. There's people want to inherently be good, yeah. so as long as we can weed out our culture being our video games being violent and all this violence that's surrounding us, mm -hmm. that this would then evolve into weeding out evil. Basically, I guess is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think especially a certain type of you know neurotic evil like that. Yeah, I think and it's a very interesting point. The thing I'm hearing over and over in these is that it's kind of like trying to find a way to um, not limit or control innovation but predict and uh, moderate innovation because mm -hmm. we're trying to bring in as many new ideas and open it up to take in as many new ideas as it can but also to know when to not not cut people off from innovating but say like maybe that's not the most productive thing to do here <laughs> and because that's just thinking about how would someone make this evil that's just innovation how could i use this tool to yeah. serve a selfish purpose or something <laughs> that i keep hearing is a bad idea from all these people from popular culture or whatever yeah but that i really want to make happen Mm -hmm. it's just a way to like use what you got to do something else than that no one else has thought of really yeah yeah i think that's that's interesting because that is in fact a type of innovation yeah. i had a funny image in my head when you said cut out evil innovation of go unite future robocops busting <laughs> into somebody's apartment building mm -hmm. and shutting them down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just the go unite logo on the, <laughs> on the bulletproof vest <laughs> Oh, Your yes. innovation is evil. <laughs> but no, you don't understand. It's, true. <laughs> it's a hard line to walk, and I think it's it's probably. I'm really excited for what we're doing because it's in a time when it's like the only time that this would ever be mm -hmm. remotely feasible, and not a totally insane discussion. Yeah, sci-fi kind of sounding yeah. thing. Like it's completely reasonable to think about. It's just going to take so much more effort than I think any other tech company 
mm-hmm. with all the resources that are available to those company. I don't think anyone else would take this on because at the core of it, like our main goal is to make something that doesn't that's owned by the community mm-hmm. but still has enough control by some kind of centralized thing but then it's like it it just opens it up to all the floodgates that like you were saying for privacy issues or security issues all of these kinds of things that tech companies are just starting to really have to tackle like they're really imperative mm-hmm. and we're coming at it and being like let's not try to prevent all of these things let's try to like open this up and yet keep an eye on it and everything it's yeah is definitely a challenge but again with this culture if we are focusing on developing the culture and the technology i think that that's I think that's my number one reason for why it's important to have both. Yeah, is that absolutely. It's the only way you can make a tool so powerful as what we're imagining and still control it mm-hmm. without... Have it be like internally controlled, not like yeah. top-down control, yeah. but like yeah, exactly. yeah, stable as yep. an entity and not just like, you know, no. Like like the problem with, you know, all the, all the guns in the world, you know, like... You have against guns. <laughs> well, they're very destructive. Well, it's just like if you know, if every single tool that we create, you know, has no culture, then you can just use it willy nilly and, and use it for the you know ultimate good in some cases. But then the people who use it for the ultimate evil will kill the people that are using it for the ultimate good, right. and you'll have like this hellscape, you know, kind of thing. But there has to be a way. Corey. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Hello. There has to be a way to do this so that it's stable, so that it, you know, it creates, you know, a, a better world. Otherwise, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, otherwise, you're just limiting the power that is available to everyone. Like, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we're about over our hour. I, I think we call we're it? well over it. And I like One hour, words. 11 minutes. Yeah. What did we accomplish? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we, uh, we in, at least I, I observed that we inadvertently touched on the other podcast, which is how do we prevent evil or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. So we probably will have to circle back around to that again a number of times because mm-hmm. that's that. I think that's just an ongoing conversation is what that is. But yeah, no. That's but there exactly are there are some good. there are some hard lines that I think that we can draw for that. But that's mm-hmm. always a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. What What did we learn, you guys? Let's use this as an <laughs> intro right now. <laughs> if you turn your book to page twenty-seven, <laughs> answer all quiz questions. <laughs> um, I learned that Corey has a hello. very hello, Corey. I learned that Corey has a very good introduction for Go Unite when he's talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> common, common people. The the common folk. The the commoners. That's what we need. Is that, that's 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 what I learned. What did you guys learn? I, I think <laughs> we I think we went over a lot of things that I did not have notes on, and it was a it was a fun conversation. I, I learned that you guys are kind of evil. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm a little scared. <laughs> 
Well, that's quite a note to end on. I'm glad Ken's in the other room, because if I was here alone in this building, I wouldn't know what to do with you two. <laughs> Watch out. Thanks, right. Ken. Thank you for the vote of confidence. Send, send the Gertie Night Cops on. <laughs> <laughs> Renovations are positive. Well, in our next video, you're, you're going to see all the good that this can actually do in a mm -hmm. practical example. Mm -hmm. I'm not there. Gore's not there. I was canyoneering. Sorry, it's boys. Canyoning. It's not because uh, we, we took him out. <laughs> 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 we promise he'll be back. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.